Hello and welcome back to You Glow Girl. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get into it today. I feel like I was so like drab in the last couple of episodes and let me give you some insight as to why. So two episodes ago, I like that Monday, I have so much stuff to do. I was completely wiped, went to bed, didn't think anything of it. Um, probably like 1 a.m. that morning, that Tuesday morning, I ripped out of bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't record a podcast episode. So I rolled over and reset my alarm for 5 a.m. so that I could get up and go record the podcast and edit the entire podcast to get it pushed out that morning. So you got me like groggy. My, <laughs> I was literally sipping my first cup of coffee while I'm talking to you. My voice was scratchy. I was doing all the things. And then last week, kind of the same thing. My Monday got crazy. I'm not going to say my Monday today wasn't crazy. I was super booked today. Um, luckily, I am still at home alone so I can get this done. But last week, pretty much the same thing. My day was slammed until like 6 p.m. And I'm like, oh, no, I haven't recorded my podcast yet. And Devin was home. And <laughs> he was busy doing other things. He was minding his own business. But I'm like, can you go away so that I can record this? Because when I record the podcast, I, I f am fully aware that Devin will listen to my podcast, but also that other people out in the world are listening to my podcast. But if I'm recording it and somebody is listening to me record it, it feels like I'm in grade school and the teacher is standing behind me while I'm trying to take my test. Like, just please go away. Can you go away? I don't want any part of this. I need you to step out. And he kept coming up and down the stairs and like getting things. And I'm like trying to whisper and not be very loud so he couldn't hear me. I don't know. It's a weird insecurity. Okay. So that's why I was kind of drab in the last two episodes. Maybe you didn't notice some people who listen. I asked them and they were like, I didn't notice at all. So we'll just let it go. Okay. I also... I don't know if you watch Love is Blind, okay? And if you don't, it's totally fine because I have quite literally never seen a single episode of Love is Blind until about five days ago. I was seeing like all this stuff on TikTok and Instagram about all this drama with Love is Blind in this current season, season six. And I Googled, where can I watch Love is Blind? And it said Netflix. So I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was that accessible to me. So we didn't have anything to watch. So Devin and I turned it on and we didn't watch any of the old ones. We just turned on the current season, season six. We watched it from episode one and it is still going on. Like we are caught up now and the next episode doesn't come out until I think Wednesday of this week. So if you want to join in on the fun, you can easily catch up. But I'm actually just kind of baffled by the show and I know I'm so late to the party, but the entire premise right now in the show is that these people are literally in pods or cubes where they can't see each other and they have to talk through the walls essentially and they get to know each other and they're supposed to fall in love with each other over the course of like four weeks. Everybody on the internet is so bent out of shape about how these people are acting and they're not wrong for one, like stuff is coming out about each person and it just makes you question like how how were all these people background checked and nothing showed up for them? Not that they're like murderers or like serial killers. Well, at least we don't know that yet. They haven't been caught. But just like, you know, some of them being in relationships, some of them being in like weird situations and you're just like, how did these people who are searching for 
you know, Love is Blind, I don't know if they're characters or what are contestants. Love is Blind contestants. How did you not know that they were in a relationship? I'm just, I feel like the qualifications for whoever is searching for these people isn't very high. And they better be female because like we all know this, that every one of my female friends, if I need details on anyone, I could send them a first name and tell them they live in this vicinity, the vicinity of Cleveland, Ohio. And I could have three friends give me their entire life story in five minutes. So I'm just not entirely sure how this is getting past the people who are searching for contestants. Unless they're doing it intentionally to cause drama, then obviously, you know, have have at it, I guess. Because it does cause drama, but it doesn't it hasn't caused drama to like now and like they already filmed it you know it's not during the season um one girl this is not a secret at all it's blown up all over the internet so i'm not spoiling anything but one girl i guess she didn't claim that she looked like megan fox okay but we are going to talk about it because homegirl was in a box where this man cannot see her and she says to him do you have any celebrity doppelgangers so first and foremost we're already breaking some rules here because the entire premise from the show is called Love is Blind. Love is Blind, sis. You're not supposed to know what he looks like. And if he tells you his celebrity doppelganger, you're going to get an idea of what he looks like, right? Well, before he really even responds, she shouts out, I have one too. Yeah, I have one too. People tell me all the time. People tell me all the time that I look like this girl. Okay? And he says, okay, who is it? And she goes, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't remember her name. It's like, um, oh man, I just, maybe she's like MGK's wife. Sis, sit down. There is no chance in hell you forgot Megan Fox's name, okay? And I am 100% gonna forget MGK's name before I forget Megan Fox's name, okay? Second of all, I just, you just quite literally just said everybody tells you this all the time. Even strangers in the airport, as she claimed, run up to her to tell her she looks exactly like Megan Fox. So how in the world do 10,000 people tell you that you look like Megan Fox and you can't remember sis's name? I'm, I'm struggling here. I got told I looked like Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec one time in college and I haven't let it go. I remember that bitch's name. <laughs> It's Amy Poehler, okay? Amy Poehler is my celebrity doppelganger because it wasn't flattering, all right? And I don't get told often that I look like celebrities. In like the sixth grade, I got told I looked like an Olsen, one of the Olsen twins. Guess what? I remember it. I got told in um, maybe like five years ago that I, I looked similar to Blake Lively, which is absolutely bizarro. I don't look anything like Blake Lively, but I remembered it. And that's like all of three people in my life that have told me I look like a celebrity. Oh, there is one that I actually don't remember her name. Let me, uh, <laughs> I need to look her up. But the, the, the point is, I've been told maybe three times in my entire existence that I looked like a celebrity and I remember every single one of their names. Uh, Florence Pugh. Pugh? Yeah. That's the other one that I got more recently, which... Honestly, I feel like might be the better of all of them. I'm not sure. Anyway, the point point made was I have very rarely ever been told that I look like a celebrity and I still remember all the ones that people have said to me. So you're telling me you get told all the freaking time that you look like Megan Fox and you can't remember Sis's name? She is the sexiest woman. <laughs> like, 
No, you didn't. You didn't forget. Okay. And then there's so many other problems with this because now, now to this man who is blind in a cubicle, right? He's in a box. He can't see you. It does not matter who else is here now. There is no other women here. Okay. Because in his mind, Megan Fox is sitting on the couch on the other side of the wall. And I got to give her a little credit here because she, after, you know, all this crazy, after all this spewing, she did say, well, it's just because I have dark hair and light blue eyes. Again, stop telling him what you look like. That's the whole premise of the show. Love is blind. But it doesn't matter that you said that because also dark hair, blue eyes, and you resemble Megan Fox. Come on now. You are the most gorgeous person I've ever seen. You're the most gorgeous person alive. And he, it does not matter who else he is dating in the show because you look like Megan Fox in his brain now. He cannot picture anything else. Nothing else is. Oh, it's just absolutely wild. Wild to me that that was one of them. And then, okay, and then there is another character, I guess. This one I have heard nothing about. I need to make a TikTok video about this to see if other people um, – if other people agree with this, but there's a man named Clay, okay? And Clay, he's like telling his partner through the wall that like 90% of what he needs from a relationship is physical, like physical looks, his physical attraction, which, you know, a lot of people that is true for, there's a lot of people out there who need physical attraction in order to date and fall in love. And I'm not knocking that at all. Like, at least you're honest. That's fine. The problem is, why did you come on a show called Love is Blind if the one thing that matters most to you is physical attraction? I'm very confused, Clay. Clay also bothers me because he constantly tells the person on the other side that he needs validation. Like the number one thing he needs in life is to be validated by other people. And I just want to have like a little therapy session with Clay and be like, Clay, Start validating yourself. We don't need you out here asking other people for validation. Stop going to other people for validation. Okay, this is a lesson for everybody. We don't go to other people for validation. Okay, we find validation from within and you got to find that validation. You have to think that you're good enough. You have to think that you're the best. There is no reason why you should be asking other people in the world to validate your existence. You are enough, period. And like that's, it blows my mind that nobody, nobody on the other side of the pod has said that to him once. And I haven't seen a single thing about it on the internet. So maybe I'll go hunting because I guess I haven't like specifically searched clay needing validated. Uh, anyway. All right. So sorry. That was a 10 minute rant on Love is Blind. But if you decide to watch it, please reach out to me because, you know, I would love to talk about it with some people. Okay, so today's gratitudes. Today, I am grateful for my pets. I know that's also very simple, but sometimes my pets just really cheer me up and I just think they're extra cute. And I know a lot of people love their pets more than most humans. And this one just stemmed from this morning. The sun was just shining through the door. It was such a beautiful, beautiful morning. And my cat, Olaf, he is my soulmate, the love of my life. Ugh, I love I love Olaf so much. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen him. He's as white as fresh fallen snow, gloriously white, and he is so so soft. He has bright green eyes and a bright pink nose. And he was just I he was standing by the water bowl. He always does this. Like he doesn't want to drink dirty water, so he needs fresh 
fresh water. He's my little dainty man. And I always call him my gay son. And he's just the best of all time. But he was waiting for his water and I gave him his water and the sun was just shining on him so perfectly while he licked his little pink tongue into the water bowl. And I was just like, man, you are so cute. I'm so in love with you. (laughs) So I'm grateful for my pets. My next gratitude is I'm grateful for my ambition. I was just out with some girlfriends on Friday night and we were discussing how it's very difficult for us to hang out with people who have no ambition in life. They have no goals. They have no hopes. They have no dreams. They don't want to better themselves in any way. They don't want to improve their lives in any way. And it just doesn't flow with us. And we don't want that in a relationship. We don't want that in a friendship. So, you know, personally, I'm just so glad that I am an ambitious person and that I try to surround myself with ambitious people. Okay. On to today's topic. Let's get into it. Today's topic is five toxic items in your household. I have been on a non-toxic kind of kick for the last, I would say like, mm, we're pushing like six months now. I would say I really started to get into it like last October where I was really starting to clear out like anything toxic in my house, really start to research things that are toxic. Your immune system um, is 90%, 90% of your immune system is located in your gut and your gut can really be thrown off by just toxicities and toxins in your home and in the air around you. And here's the thing. I'm a big fan of living low tox because there is no such thing as living a non-tox lifestyle. There's no chance in hell that I could be non-toxic. There's always going to be something toxic. I'm literally holding a plastic black microphone right now. That's toxic. I go outside and I breathe polluted air. That's toxic. I put, I don't know, I drink, well, I drink alcohol here and there. That's toxic. Just like there's so many things in our world that are toxic that there's no way that I could ever fully be non-toxic, okay? I'm just putting that out there. However, because there are so many pollutants in our world, I think it is vital to try to live a low-tox life and to try to eliminate them where you can. Because I I don't understand when people are like, well, there's nothing we can do about it, so who cares? Like, we'll just live however we live. That's like getting a flat tire and then popping the other four because fuck it, right? Who cares? I just, I don't get it. Like, no, this is also part of being ambitious maybe. Like, have have a little like oomph behind your life, okay? Let's have some purpose. Let's, let's go out and like try to make ourselves better and healthier and one-up something every single day, yeah? Okay, so I just wanted to bring up like the five, roughly the five most toxic items in your household because these are things that you might not consider or things that you might want to change. Number one, coming in hot is tap water. I know this sounds dramatic, but because like our whole lives we've been told tap water is fine. Tap water can contain a lot of gross things that you do not want to consume. And on that note, even if you weren't specifically drinking tap water, you are showering in it and, you know, you're brushing your teeth in it, you're washing your hair in it, you're still consuming it because your skin is the largest organ in or on your body and it absorbs things very, very easily. And so does like, it's going right through your scalp, 
when you wash your hair, everything that you're, um, you know, everything that's in your water is absorbing literally right into your head. It, it, it is important. <laughs> and I know that a lot of people don't recognize our skin as the largest organ in our body because it's like external and we think that it's like trapping the outside world and preventing the outside world from coming in. But that's just not true at all. Your at anything that you put on your skin, anything that your skin is exposed to seeps through your skin and goes into your body. Your skin is an open flowing organ. Okay. Um, also fun fact about the hair. I've been kind of struggling with hair growth and a hair health journey for a couple of years now. And my hairstylist kept recommending that I get a shower filter because she could tell during my sessions that there were heavy metals in my hair. And she actually ended up ordering a heavy metal wash and rinse for us to do on my hair like during my appointment. And the entire room smelled like copper pennies. It was so strong. And my hair was washing out all of these crazy colors into the sink because it was washing out all of these heavy metals from my hair that I was getting from literally my shower water. Tap water can contain heavy metals and chlorine along with a plethora of other things, sometimes known carcinogens. Um, essentially, it's going to matter where you live and where your water supply comes from, of course, but specifically where I live, there are heavy metals and gross things in our water. Our water is extremely chlorinated. Um, in fact, after the huge chemical spill that happened in the water supply in Ohio, my water smelled like chlorine 10 times more than it ever had in the past. And recently, actually, probably like a couple months ago, I had purchased some flowers for my kitchen on two different occasions and I stuck it in my chlorinated tap water and they immediately died. Immediately. Like the petals were falling out within minutes. All of them, you know, bending over and just literally dying before my eyes. So we recently got a water filter. It's called the HydroViv water filter and it is it was on Shark Tank. You can look it up if you want. I'm not gonna like sit here and tell you what water filter you should get, but we did recently get that and that connects to our kitchen sink and then we got the same brand filter that connects to our shower head. This house isn't our forever home, so we didn't want to invest in something that was like a whole house filtration system and this was an easy fix for around $200-ish, but it is crazy because my skin is already better. My energy feels better, like drinking this tap water now that it's filtered and my hair is so much better. It's so much more manageable and it's so much softer. Um, there are filtered like bath balls that you can also get for like bath time for your kids. They, you like throw the ball in and like swish it around and it like pulls the heavy metals and the chlorine out of the bath water. And then of course you can get shower head filters, highly recommend this. You can get sink filters. There's lots of options out there without blowing thousands of dollars on a whole house water filtration system. But yeah, just keep that in mind. Your tap water, it, it isn't your best friend, okay? The next one is cleaning supplies, disinfectant sprays, antibacterial soaps, household cleaning sprays, degreasing sprays, bleach, laundry detergent. I think, you know, we can all tell just by the smell of these things that they're toxic as fuck. Like, we, we know that these are toxic, okay? I don't really need to get into all the insane chemicals because that's literally just what these are. They're pure chemicals. They're extremely harsh. 
Most of them have full ingredient lists that are banned in other countries. Even some of our most beloved laundry detergents like Tide are on the list of most toxic household cleaning supplies. Um, my favorite laundry detergent is now sheet laundry detergent. Shout out to my parents. They actually were the ones that showed me this, but it literally just looks like a dryer sheet and you throw it in and it just dissolves and it's super concentrated laundry detergent. There's a few brands that make really clean, non-toxic versions like this, like the sheet. They work really, really well. There's absolutely no waste. There is no plastic involved. It comes in a little tiny cardboard box that you can easily recycle. And they're super affordable. I literally just have mine on an Amazon subscription. So you can get it however you want to get it. Um, otherwise, there's plenty of non-toxic cleaning brands out there as far as like kitchen cleaners, bathroom cleaners, etc. Like off the top of my head with nothing listed here, I know that one brand that I sometimes get is the Myers brand. Um, I'm not sure what you have available at your grocery store, so that's why I'm just going to say look for the clean one. Look for the non-toxic one, okay? Do a little research for yourself. Just reach for something that's non-toxic instead of your usual. The third one, number three, this one was so hard for me <laughs> at first, okay? I got over it really quickly, but scent coverage. So think like plugins and sprays, like scented plugins and like room sprays, okay? And then also candles. Um, candles, a lot of candles contain toline and benzene, which is also lo uh, located. <laughs> which is also in paint thinners. Um, artificial scents are toxic in general. So if you want to want to know if a fragrance is toxic, just look for artificial scents, usually listed like as synthetic fragrances or perfumes, some sort. The little wall plugins and sprays all contain cancer-causing chemicals, known carcinogens, okay? Like we're like we're just selling these and plugging them into our wall. They also cause asthma, wheezing, headaches, contact dermatitis, um, which is, you know, basically a skin rash. And these can actually also be extremely toxic to dogs and cats and could slowly be killing your pets as well. Um, there have been a lot of people coming forward with sick cats and apparently it turned out it was from the wall plugins. So scent replace, replacement options. Um, I'm a candle fiend. I absolutely love a candle. So you just have to get a non-toxic candle, one that is made with beeswax, coconut wax, soy wax, something like that with non-toxic scent options. Um, something that we have done recently is every time we go thrifting, which you all who follow me know that I'm a thrifting, like a thrifting queen. Um, we have been thrifting all kinds of glassware and we've just been making our own candles. We order some soy wax and some non-toxic fragrance oils or scents and we make our own candles. You can also get non-toxic plugins. I found a brand called Enviro, Enviro Scents and it actually fits in an Airwick plugin. I had lots of the Airwick plugins in my house already, so this was really nice for me because once I found out the EnviroScent plugins clicked into the Airwick plugins, I was like, oh, I'm sold um, because then I don't have to replace all these plugins. 
The EnviroSynth does sell their own plugin as well, but it just worked out really well for me because they fit in the Airwick ones like a dream. So there are several brands of non-toxic plugins that you can find. You can literally just Google non-toxic plugins. Um, Pura is another really good brand. And lastly, you can get essential oils and diffusers. There are tons of diffusers out there, tons of essential oils. I have probably four or five diffusers throughout my house and I love them. So that's a great option for you. Sorry, I had to take a short little break there because my husband came home and barged into my recording room and guess who got anxious and didn't want to record? <laughs> that would be me. Um, he barged in and he brought all the dogs and I was like, get out, get out, get out. What you doing? And he's just lovingly staring at me while I record my podcast awkwardly. I'm like, get out. I had to stop it. Okay, we are on number four. Uh, let me let me lose the accent. <laughs> Nonstick pans. This one also um, hurts my heart because I am somebody who a I don't love to cook, b I don't love to clean. I do both, unfortunately. <laughs> but nonstick pans, like the way the food just like slides off of a nonstick pan, is oh gosh. I mean, there's. It feels like it's pretty close to heaven, okay? However, nonstick pans are toxic, okay? They contain PFAS, is how you say it, PFAs, PFAS, which are known as the forever chemical. It's a chemical that is nearly impossible for your body to break down. So it basically just goes into your body and never comes out and then just wreaks havoc on your system. It's really, 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 really bad for your gut. So, Nonstick pans are not great. However, um, they do, there are some brands making non toxic nonstick pans now. So I will probably be looking into those as I transfer, like, out of this pan period. The problem is, like, most of my pans are reasonable condition right now. So I don't feel like I'm, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm just eager to dump them all and get all new ones. But I'm slowly going to do it. Once one gets really bad, I'm going to get rid of it and I'll replace it with something better. Some better options are cast iron or steel. And obviously, if you find a non, non-toxic non-stick pan, then that would also work. Cast iron is kind of cool because you can cook on your stove, but then you could also put it in the oven and it cooks iron into your food. So it's kind of giving you an additional supplement there. Um, I don't have any cast iron pans yet, but I'm probably going to work on it. I always hated cast iron pans because the cleanup is a doozy, but whatever. I'm just going to have to be a better cleaner if I want to be healthier, right? And number five, this one is obvious. I want to say this one's obviously obvious, (laughs) but plastics, okay? Plastic Tupperware, plastic utensils, and I'm talking like your plastic soup ladles and your spatulas and your tongs, your big spoons. Um, Plastics leak chemicals into everything that you use them on. If you microwave food with plastic Tupperware, the chemicals and the microplastics from that Tupperware are going into your food. Same with stirring your dish with your plastic spoons. 
Um, also specifically plastic that is black. I did not realize this. I just thought it was like colored black, but these are oddly made with black plastic, which comes from recycled electronic plastics. So these naturally contain fire retardants, antimony, lead, chromium, cadmium, and mercury because of them being electronic plastics originally. And your food, basically, if you're going to consume it and your food has to touch or your drink, I guess. So if you're going to consume it and it has to touch plastic or black plastic, you should consider throwing that plastic thing away. Um, Tupperware replacements are glass or even silicone. Spoon replacements would be silicone, steel, or wood. Um, And before you say you can't have steel spoons, the only reason that we're not supposed to have those is because they'll scratch our nonstick pans and we're supposed to be dishing those anyway. So (laughs) Um, I personally have been slowly replacing all of my Tupperware with glass Tupperware, replacing all my utensils with silicone or the steel. Um, Something that I actually really want to replace, but I haven't gotten around to it yet, is my coffee pot. I wanted to replace it originally because of aesthetics, um, but obviously it's covered in black plastic and for the coffee to flow through the coffee filter, it has to flow through that little black plastic piece as well. Um, Luckily, I'm at a point where my coffee pot has seen better days and it's broken in some areas. I've had it for almost 10 years and I'm due for a replacement anyway. So I will be looking into a new coffee pot. I'm not really sure if they make coffee pots without plastic in that like, I don't know, filtering area. I do have a French press, but I don't know. I don't use it that often. To be honest, I don't really use my coffee pot often either because I have an espresso machine and I'm sure that that probably runs through black plastic as well. But the one I have was like a $2,000 machine. I didn't buy it. It was gifted to me, but I'm not getting rid of it anytime soon. So the coffee pot will just have to be the fun little one. I'm also, again, trying to replace my pans as I get around to it. But Those are your top five most toxic things likely in your home at this point. So we have tap water, we have cleaning supplies, we have scents, so candles and scent plugins and room sprays, we have nonstick pans, and we have plastics. So if you can find some way to start eliminating those things from your home, you will be eliminating a lot of chemicals, a lot of carcinogens, a lot of toxins, and you will be better off, okay? We are, this is the Glow Up Podcast. We're finding little ways here and there that we can glow up and level up and be better because we're ambitious people, right? That is all I have for you today. So I love you and I'll see you next week. Bye.